Well, big kids, are you ready for some time together this morning? All right. Come on down. And if we have other other little kids, big kids who would like to join us, you're more than welcome. Good morning. How are you, Libby? Glad you're here. All right. I brought a prop with me today. Who can tell me what this is? It's a ruler. What kind of ruler? There you go. It's a golden ruler. There we go. Other numbers on it and everything. Um, you know the golden rule, don't you? Who can say it to me? In general. Yeah, treat others the way you want to be treated. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, many different people from many different lands and many different cultures have a version of the golden rule. It's been around for ages. Guess who one of them was? Jesus. In Scripture, in Scripture, we have the golden rule. We have the words of Jesus that we're going to hear about a little later today. So, I want you to tell me, if you were to give somebody an example of loving your neighbor, of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, what would you say? What, give me an example. Something at school, something at church, something at home. We're going to write them down. We're going to fill up our ruler here. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, like, if you pull in april fool's day prank on somebody Uh uh-huh they have like every right to do it back all right so we're gonna i'm gonna put that out here (laughs) april fool all in good spirit right all right so we have to um maybe filter our april fool's jokes a little bit because we know they're coming back make sure they're done in love we had some of those yesterday a bunch of the knolls went down to the farm yesterday yeah the little cousins they all thought that was big fun April Fool's Day. The best one was, when, I think it was Uncle Stephen went, Hey, who wants to come set up the bounce house? And the little kids came running. There was no bounce house. They were a little different. Okay. Another April, another uh, golden rule example. I saw the eyes going. Any? Respect. Respect. We respect others. Dylan, I see your hand down there. Oh, okay. So when someone is mean to you, now why wouldn't you be mean back? Yeah, yeah. Just because they did it doesn't make it right. Don't be mean back. Is that is that okay if I write that? Don't be mean back. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We got room for a couple more. What are the things you're thinking of? You know, one of the interesting things about the way that we have the golden rule in Scripture, different different rules that you read them across the world read a little differently. Ours says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's framed in a positive way about actions that we would do. So what is an example of something that you would do to somebody else? Because we have a couple of don'ts. Don't be mean back. Uh, Maybe filter our April Fool's pranks. Respect. That's one that's a do. Can you think of another? 
holding the door open. Maybe it's someone you know, maybe it's someone you don't. Holding the door open. Mm-hmm. I hear you thinking. Um, I honestly think of Christmas because like, everybody Christmas. gets gifts. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really left out. Everybody gets an unfair share. Gifts. Gifts. I'm going to write Christmas. Sharing. Now, we could think, I'm going to send this with you all to the third floor so you can fill up some more of these if you want with the youth today. You know, when I was probably in the youth group, I knew that the stories of the Bible had to do with the fact that God loved me and that Jesus loved me and wanted me to know that. But I also pretty much thought that the reason that my parents wanted me to come to church is so that I would follow rules. (laughs) That I would follow rules. But why do we have this rule? I mean, if it's just about following rules, that's... I don't know. It seems like there should be more to it than just a nice way to behave. Why do we do this, Dylan? Yeah, it's about our relationship with God. It's and our relationship with with others. All the people on this list with others. All others. Do unto others. Not do unto your sibling, although that's nice to include. Not do unto your classmates, although that's good too. Do unto others, all others. Our love for God, our love for our neighbor. There it is. There it is. Okay, I'm going to send this to the third floor with you all today. Can I give you custody of it? Do you need a Sharpie to go with it? There you go. I'll see what else you'll come up with today. Can we give thanks this morning? Dear God, we thank you. For your love for us, we pray that you are with us as we love our neighbors. Every day, we love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Amen? Amen. We are continuing our Lenten worship series on hunger pangs, uh, looking at some of the scriptures from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. And we are going to hear one quick verse this morning. You have probably already figured out what it is. We are in Matthew chapter 7, and we will hear verse 12. Listen for the word of God. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So in considering this scripture, which is often called the golden rule, as we heard Pastor Caroline talk about, this is one of those scriptures that has entered into common usage and the common lexicon. Um, 
This is one of the things like the Beatitudes that would be cross-stitched and hung on a wall, right? I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago um, of Robin Roberts, who is the uh, one of the hosts on Good Morning America. And it's very interesting when you hear someone who interviews people being interviewed. And she was talking about her upbringing as a Presbyterian. And she had this to say. Talk about proverbial wisdom. She said that in her family they were taught the three Ds. Discipline, determination, and the Lord. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And a prayer that her mother taught her is called the prayer of protection. And she says that every time she leaves the house in the morning, that she says this prayer. And this is how it goes. The light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? But she said as she was growing up that it was hard for her to remember this prayer. And her mother would say, Robin, it's two P's and two L's. Two P's and two L's. And the proverb, which was wrote at some point in her younger life, moved beyond proverbial wisdom and sank into her being. And it is something that she puts on. As she leaves her house every morning. And I think for Matthew, when he is writing this instruction in the Sermon on the Mount, talking about Jesus' teachings, Matthew wants us to go beyond proverbial wisdom. Matthew wants us to put these teachings on and let them Soak into our bones so that we live them, not just speak them, right? For Matthew's community, what's contained in the Sermon on the Mount goes way beyond just ethical teaching. What Matthew is wanting the community that he's writing to to see, and also us as the readers and hearers of these scriptures, is to be the sign of God's kingdom on earth now. That when things look really bad, and things look really bad in the world right now, as we are in the midst of the worst migrant and refugee crisis we have seen since World War II. We have people who are running from their homes seeking safety, seeking welcome. And now is the time to be a sign of God's kingdom now. Not later. Pastor Caroline hit on something very important. And it is that word, do. Instead of don't, which is the negative, right? It is the positive, do. And Eugene Peterson, who translated the scriptures into what's called the message and the passage from James that we heard Pastor Dina read 
That was Eugene Peterson's translation. He says something profound about this word. He says the idea of building a life out of Christ's words is based on one word in the Greek, poeo, which in most translations is rendered do. From the Greek word, which is a very active word, we get the English word poet. A poet is a person who takes words and does something with them, makes something personal and original with them. Jesus says, be poets. Something of these words I've spoken, make something of these words I've spoken to you. Make a life epic and poetic and make it beautiful. Make it a work of art. That's something we can all do. One well-chosen word at a time. One stanza of service at a time. And with our words and deeds, we can leave something beautiful behind in the lives of others. That is our call, my friends. It is the culmination of the Sermon on the Mount. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Amen.